Welcome back to another episode of a podcast written by a software engineer. I'm your host, Perry, and today we're talking about the 24 hours of a software engineer. What does that even mean? Before we dive into that, though, join with me is Stan. Stan, how are you doing? I'm good. <laughs> and Andy, how about you? Hey. Yeah, man, I haven't caught you in a minute, so I'm actually super, super excited with this, because obviously, I, I love this phrase where between us, we've had over a decade of being software engineers, and like, we've lead quite different lives at the end of the day. But at the end of the day, we're software engineers and there's hours in our life and we're trying to just break down what exactly it looks like. So I have this concept and you guys can give me your first impressions on it. But what we're going to do today basically is we're going to take the 24 hour of a day and we're going to go hour by hour and see exactly what's interesting each hour and how it, you know, differs between our lives. Uh, whether it is our engineering lives or whether it's our personal life, there's always some fun stuff to talk about it. But what's your impression of that though? Like how intrigued are you about your own 24 hours then? I don't know if I'm intrigued per se. I kind of know what my 24 hours <laughs> looks like. I, I'm more intrigued by your 24 hours. Well, I mean, I'm more than happy to get into that at that point. So how about you, Andy? Are you more skeptical right now? Are you anxious about discovering uh, the stuff that you do at odd hours of the day? Or No, I mean, I live a pretty bland life. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out about that. Your bland, I feel, is slightly different than most people's bland anyway. So um, we'll get into it. But Quick intro, actually, for the people that don't know Andy, in terms of, you know, what you do, how many years of software engineering, you want to give a quick intro, you know, who you rep, what city you rep kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm a software engineer. I've been a software engineer for uh, almost four years now. And um, yeah, I'm from the Bay Area. <laughs> That's awesome. And Stan, what about you? Also an engineer. I don't even know how many years I've worked as an engineer at this point. Probably somewhere around six or seven yeah, that's that's how you know, like, past a certain point, you're like, yeah, I just don't, I don't really keep track anymore. <laughs> yeah, when's the first time I ever got paid to write code at this point? Um, yeah, I think a very, very similar path for me, at least, like, I got into engineering, software engineering specifically, right out of college, basically. So maybe the past five, six, seven years now, just day-to-day -day coding, basically. But if I can say is that the 24 hours that I've had, my day-to-day, -day basically, has changed a lot over the years. So, my like, if you take four years ago... My 24-hour breakdown is very different than what it is today. Or even I would have periods, a very specific timeline at some point given up. So let's do this. This is the context. So we're just going to start at 6 a.m. Not everybody starts at 6 a.m., but that's usually when you consider they started. And then uh, we also know that, very, you know, for software engineers, it's very special. Some people love working overnight, for example. Some people being like night owls and really coding deep into the evening. That's definitely perspective that I think there's a period in my life I actually got into. So, But for you, Andy, like if I ask you for the past couple of years... What is a typical Andy 6 a.m.? Yeah, I'm usually still sleeping at, uh, at 6. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, to be fair, that is, like, the most expected answer at that point. But do you actually remember any moments that, like, you did not sleep? And is there a reason why? I think there actually were a fair amount of times, like, uh, about two years ago when we were working with uh, Inner Mountain. And since, like, they're, I think, like, one or two hours ahead, they'd always like to host... Uh, testing sessions at like 6 a.m. their time, which makes it about four or five our time. So yeah, I definitely did spend a fair amount of uh, early mornings working. Funny enough, actually, I, <laughs> now that you mentioned, I said 6 a.m. just because we're in PSE at the moment, we're currently located in the Bay Area. I just assume that everybody is going to be in the, uh, in the same time zone. But if we're talking about kicking off your day at 6 a.m., does that happen? Do you start at 6 or is it something different at this point? Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not awake. Unless pager duty is paging me at 6 a.m., I'm, I'm dead asleep. I might have even just started sleeping some days. <laughs> but we're not talking about recently. Yeah, I've years, never like, been a morning person. You're so lucky. I think, like, throughout the whole, throughout the whole thing. My 6 a.m., like, I've been using that 6 a.m. for, like, many different reasons over the years. 
at the beginning, right when I got out of college, I there was no way I was waking up at 6 a.m. Like there was something that forbade me, my body, to wake up at that point. So easy answer, 6 a.m. I would always be sleeping. But I think there was a point where I got into a rhythm. So I'd be working at a, at a software engineering job full time and all that. You get into a rhythm and be like, oh, I could use this time to wake up and do stuff before work. I think like I got injured on my leg or something. So I would wake up at 6 a.m., just to, like do my knee exercise and then get into work so I could like feel fresh at that point because doing it during work or after work didn't feel as good. So, But then even more recently, I think um, like a couple months ago, I remember 6 a.m. I was like, I'll wake up and I'll start coding at that time to get my, you know, my own personal projects in and then get to work. So if we go on to, you know, chronologically, the 7 a.m. though, are we getting close to your waking time now, Stan? Or are we still a little bit pushing no, it? We, we still are far away. <laughs> yeah, you can skip me for a couple more hours <laughs> at least. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm assuming, Andy, was there any memorable moments on your 7 a.m. for your software engineering life in the past couple of years, at least? That's when I wake up. I wake up at 7.30. Sharp. Yeah, 7.30 sharp. My alarm goes Jeez. off. I get up. I take some pre-workout, and then I go back to sleep until uh, the pre-workout kicks in. <laughs> <laughs> what What's this discipline, though? Because the thing is, like, I, like, you've been doing this consistently, right? This is a thing that you're able to do, you know, over a long period of time. Like, what's, what's the goal here? 7 a.m., why don't you do it after work, for example, or... It's the uh, same thing that you basically said. Like, if you wake up early, you can do your own stuff in the morning before you start work. And, like, I usually go to the gym right when I wake up. Yeah, so that's a good thing. And I'm pretty sure nowadays it's very trendy for at least software engineers to, like, be super involved into gyms. Yeah. Or, like, rock climbing. I feel like I, I told a joke years ago where it's like, how do you know somebody's a software engineer in the video? It's because they have a gym membership at a climbing wall gym. But... <laughs> Programmer over here. Yeah. <laughs> but 7 a.m., though, that's, uh, it's, I guess for most people, it's pretty same, similar to 6 a.m., if you are in the habit of waking up early, that's the time where you just squeeze in all of it. I used to do seven, 6 a.m., sorry, but now I actually do 7 a.m. So right now I'm on kind of same cadence as Andy at the moment where I would wake up at 7 a.m., get everything I wanted to do, whether it's admin or like sorting your bank accounts or doing all of that, like that goes all of it at 7 a.m. and then the rest of the day at that point. Do you wake up and eat immediately? Because it's like... Oh, like recently I've been trying to do like a one meal a day thing. <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh, mad. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you pick that one up? <laughs> the poverty diet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, oh my god. First we get into the idea of being disciplined. We get seven days and now he just eats one meal a day at that point. But um, I think we are getting close though because 8 a.m. before the pandemic, we had to travel to get to the office. And that obviously people had to consider a bit of that time into it as well. But nowadays, fortunately, uh, very, very you know lucky to be able to work at home. So that kind of just got out of the equation. But 8 a.m., at least I can speak for back then, is... I remember I had to commute to work. And if you had to be there by nine, then eight seemed a reasonable time to you know, start leaving where you are. So, but right now, if we talk about my 8 a.m., sometimes if I know I have a long, busy day, 8 a.m., I'd be awake and just doing pre-work, which is basically like, if I know there's a couple of meetings that need to be prepped or whatever, like I, I'll use that little bit of time. If not, I'm back onto work in my own projects that I started at like 7 a.m. or something. So any, anything remarkable or memorable for you at 8 a.m. in the past couple of years then or... Nah, I'm still catching Z's. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to you at 4 p.m. <laughs> we'll get to that. But uh, I'm assuming for you, 8 a.m., 7 a.m., same thing? Same thing, yeah. I'm uh, probably at the gym at 8. How do you find time to go from gym to, of like going to gym to work? Or do you just... Oh, back then, before COVID, I would still go in the morning, yeah. Because I don't have to commute very far. Yeah, that's actually true. Yeah. <laughs> in my head, I just assume everybody had to had to commute. Well, yeah, back then I used to work close to work as well, so I do get that bit. So, 
9 a.m. though, I think this is getting closer to like a working day. I know some engineers, we get sort of lucky that it could be flexible depending, depending on meetings and everything. I think 9 a.m. is quite standard as to how most people's days start. I think over the past years, I've given myself 9 a.m. as my starting time. Whether I have a meeting or not at 9 a.m., I think officially I'll be online, whether it's on Slack, whether it's being available to people. That's probably uh, how I would consider my 9 a.m. So I'm not saying that I code during that time. I think most of the time in the morning, just recapping, figuring out what the day leads to. If I didn't do that at 8 a.m., which is really weird to think about. So what about you, though? Do you have a full blown in your face at that time, 9 a.m., Andy? Do you get like kicked in the face with like 7 million messages or how does that go? Depends which day, but then, uh, but then usually at nine, like that's when I come back from the gym. I'll basically spend like more time doing some personal stuff, like just catching up on like current events and looking through like social media for a little bit while I cool down. Then I'll like uh, basically shower afterwards and then start working. When you say working, do you code straight in the morning? Are you are you able to code like are you a morning work coder kind of thing? Or? Oh no no, I'm 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 definitely getting caught up rather than actually like doing any raw work. Actually, nine a.m. is a great time for me to do code reviews. I don't know what it is, but there's whether it's some late code reviews I popped in the previous day. Uh, in the morning, 9 a.m., I find it quite a good spot to just have a good morning read and like just going through the code review. So at least more on the technical side in that case, I do remember I do spend that time a lot in the morning to get my, my CRN at 9 o'clock. So always good. And also to-do list. Do you guys keep track of any of that? Sometimes if I need to remember something, I'll jot something down on my notes app, but I, I don't really have a formal one. So it wouldn't be like a start of the day, get your to-do list, and then... Oh, definitely not. <laughs> far more impromptu. It's just when I need to remember something to do later in the day. Yeah. And you, Andy? Yeah, I've got like this single markdown file that I've kept for the past three years, and it's like incredibly huge. There's like a billion things on it. And like that's technically my to-do list, but I usually just add stuff onto it rather than like actually doing <laughs> anything on it. Aspirational list. <laughs> One day I'll tackle something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is it mostly work stuff or is it just anything that you have to do? Oh, it's, it's, it's for sure work stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't keep a to-do list for my <laughs> personal funny, life. No. Like... For me, funny enough, actually, I have something very similar to you. It's like I have one file that I actually revise like first thing in the morning. So whether it's 9 o'clock by the time I start work or whatever. And it's actually on Git as well. So like it has a Git revision on it. So every time I just log into it, it's like a massive file. And that usually kicks off my day. So... I think 9 a.m., most of the time it will happen within that 9 to 10 a.m. block where I'll have this file updated, whatever. It's a great trick, by the way. I don't know if I read it on Hacker News or something, but it's a great trick to have a consistent file to you know, do your to-do list. 10 a.m., yeah. Like, if I could say what happens to me, usually, currently, my setups are not at 10 a.m., 10.45 specifically, so I still get a little bit of time. But um, I do know that by 10 o'clock, when it hits on a typical work day, typical software engineering, software engineering day, sorry, I love having a recap before stand-up. So I love having the recap of what I've completed in the day before or what I could wrap up so that at least in terms of the pre-stand-up day, I can have something finishing it. So it's not that different than a 9 o'clock, but I do know there's that 10 p.m. when it hits that, I have that extra step of, you know, wrapping the whole thing up. So what do you think about your 10 o'clock? You, did you ever have 10 o'clock stand-ups at that point? Or? I remember we were supposed to be in the office like... 10, 15, 10.30-ish. Yeah. Our old stamps were like a 10.30, like when yeah. we first Yeah, started. so I mean, I used to, I definitely used to be awake. Yeah. Like even now, like I'll, I'll probably wake up around around 10 to 10.30. And at that point, um, first thing I do is kind of just look at my phone, yeah. check all my Slack messages that people messaged me in the morning because uh, I haven't started my day yet. 
and I'll quickly respond to a couple of them and any of the ones that like take more thought, I'll, I'll go like brush my teeth, like get ready um, before I actually respond to them, you know. That's such a lengthy answer then, your 6 a.m. Yeah, because my day has started. (laughs) (laughs) It's finally started. I was like, thanks for joining the conversation. I'm kidding. That's actually a thing, though, because I do get messages in the morning as well, and I don't know what time to reply to them, because, like, sometimes I will be awake, but then you have to gauge if you reply to them. It's like, do you find that as an issue sometimes, that, like, you wake up really early? At what point do you decide you got to answer those questions? What's your judgment in terms of how to reply to those messages that happen, whether overnight or somebody in the East Coast? when I start working, that's basically it. If I'm at the gym um, and I see something on Slack, like I know that I'm gonna start work in like an hour, so like it can definitely wait. It's not gonna be so urgent that I need to, I don't know, like toss the weights aside and <laughs> respond to the Slack message. Pull up your laptop in the middle of the gym, like just go at it. That's a fair point. Do you have a similar judgment in that kind of aspect? So by the time you wake up, you get a bunch of messages. How do you gauge of like, which one tackle immediately or like something that even before you wake up that you, somehow end up being aware of I, I generally try to knock out like the easy ones and then but i'll read through all of them and then i'll go through slack and i'll mark the more complex ones as unread again <laughs> so so i remember to go back and and check those um later in the day to to actually provide a good response that has been falling through for me the specifically marking it as unread i haven't used that feature enough until i realized that like i've been losing so much conversation because by the time you read it especially on the slack channels where like by the time you read, it's hard to go back to it so i've been actually just recently realizing that the unread is so useful because in the morning it's easy to be in your bed to like go through sometimes like all the messages and be like you never get back to them because you just forget about that so mm-hmm. that's a fun little trick these are all the morning tricks right? these are all like by the time you wake up your brain is actually have to think at that point so 10 a.m pretty pretty standard have you had food by then no no i don't eat in the morning does nobody eat? Maybe I feel like I'm the crazy one because I, I wake up. I, the only reason I wake up is because I want to eat. Um, it sounds a bit crazy, but I know by the time I go to bed, I'm usually hungry. So I know the first thing when I wake up, probably within like 15 minutes of me waking up, I'll have breakfast or something. That's fast. <laughs> Getting back to the 10 a.m. So pretty standard. So I think like now that we just shift about 11, 11 is very like probably second popular or like quite popular stand up time at that point. So as a typical software engineering day, uh, me specifically, currently at least 10.45 is mine, but I have been on a 11 a.m. stand-up. Um, that time block, usually for the first maybe 15, sometimes it spills a little bit longer, engineering technological focused team, that's when everybody gets together. Uh, nowadays, mostly online, but back then we were all in person, just standing together to the stand-up um, and just going through what we did yesterday and what we're planning to do for the day, just so that everybody has a you know sync on that. So I think... That's a quite popular thing to do at around 11 a.m. Well, you can also talk about what your experience with stand-up is at that time, but do you have any other like interesting bits that you do specifically between 11 and 12 o'clock? Yeah, generally, generally I have stand-up within the 11 hour, um, and sometimes th- those will lead into you know side conversations I need to have with individuals um, about like projects that they're working on, uh, make sure everyone is like kind of set for their day. Uh, knows knows what they're working on has no blockers i think that basically is one of the main purpose of the stand-up so that if you want to break out directly from that or everybody's like really fresh and live at that point you could just pull them out and the conversation flows directly from the stand-up into that so yeah and what about you andy what's your perspective on a typical 11 a.m yeah usually i'm still i'm still in stand-ups around the beginning and then afterwards it's usually like follow-up conversations that come out of the stand-ups or just meetings with uh with people who are like on the other side of the country because it's uh, that time's more optimal for them. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
so far, I feel like we haven't explicitly said at what time we started coding. Um, for me, if I work on a personal project, I am comfortable coding at like 7 a.m. ish. And then between 9 and like 11 at this point, do you have like a determined ratio of how much coding you want to get on that time? Or is it mostly getting the day started? For me, between 9 and 11, if I know I had a tell end from the day before, I'm more than happy to complete between 9 and the stand-up to complete the rest of it. So I think it's not too alien for me to be coding at that time. But do you have like a preference at that time to specifically not code or code? I think back when I was still coding, I, I wouldn't start coding until like after lunch because I want like a huge block of uninterrupted time mm -hmm. to basically focus. Like I like for, for me to code for, I don't know, like 30 minutes, 15 minutes between stand up and lunch is like that's it's not very uh, it's not a, it's, it's uh, basically not a good use of time. The overhead of like just changing contacts and all of that. And what about you, Stan? Yeah, I've always I've always had the preference to like get all the human yeah. Like all the other human conversations out first, and then you know I can have a nice intimate conversation with my computer. <laughs> that's right, because that's your allocated. Yeah, yeah, nice and warm. Yeah, baby. Yeah, that Docker makes it real warm. It feels good. <laughs> it likes that. Huh? <laughs> yeah, Docker demon. Now that you mentioned it, it's really interesting because we're getting into the twelve. Well, the midday block now. So we went from 6 to 12. And then when we're seeing this stand-up and then so close to lunch, though, I don't. I eat lunch like 1 or 2 p.m. So like, it's still, for me, like I feel like I'm still a little long way. I got to get some work done at that time. But um, if I do find the time at 12 p.m., I find it a great time to work out. A midday workout is something that I've actually tried years ago. And like if I can afford to do it, I'll do it. Because it's just the light is out there and you can do your workout. So... It has nothing to do with engineering, but I feel like if you feel like you have the time to do it at 12 p.m., I would 100% a midday workout and a midday quick shower. It changes everything, at least in my books. But what does your p.m. look like, Stan? Um, if I eat two meals that day, generally I'll, I'll, eat, I'll, I'll eat a quick meal around 12. And then usually that hour, I think, is also spent like trying to schedule other meetings for the rest of the day. Yeah. Do you schedule your own meetings? That's probably a good question. I feel like a lot of my like non-ritualistic meetings are like scheduled sometime after stand-up, um, just like conversating with um, you know other other engineers, other other people, and then sometimes there are you know ambiguities that you need to clarify. So you just want to set up some like one-on-one -on -one time with the proper stakeholders to you know get those out of the way. That makes sense. And then you could hope that for the fact of the rest of the day, the rest of the hours, they'll be able to have that fresh in their mind and then they'll be able to tackle that immediately right after. Yeah. Like sometimes if there's like multiple problems, like you want to get those things on the calendar and then once they're on the calendar, then you can like, you can plan around those. I should get really concerned about you guys not eating enough. I should, I should think about this at some point, but we'll get back to that. What about you? 12 p.m., Andy? Well, 12 p.m., 12 midday, I guess. What does that look like? Yeah, 12 to 1, usually I'm either like working with people, whether it's a meeting or just a conversation over Slack, or I'm doing whatever I can do to unblock people myself, um, since that's usually when like people eat lunch. So like uh, if, if I do it during then, it means that when people come back, they can jump right into it and they don't have to wait for me. Yeah, I think like now that we're kicking in 12 p.m., going into one o'clock, that's, that's a proper day going in. So 1 p.m., are, are, are we finally coding? <laughs> 1 p.m., when are we getting to that point? When does the coding fit? Obviously, very different for every person but in my day if um if the morning has been more heavy 
in uh, just more ops stuff, just trying to get stuff together or replying to CRs or like doing other bits, then sometimes I'll start coding at 1 p.m., which is, I guess, a good cutoff. I would have had lunch in me. I would have had my workout in me at that time. And then 1 p.m. would be a, it's a pretty good prime time for coding, at least for me in my mindset. Uh, the other thing I can mention is I, I like hosting any kind of workshops during that time just because it accommodates East Coast and West Coast. That's probably the best time block. 1 p.m., I think it's just the better, you know, middle ground for everybody. So if ever there's anything that we need to have, you know, more people in meeting with, I really like the 1 to 2 p.m. time block. So what does that look like for you at a, at a 1 p.m. on a typical day? 1 p.m. is like optimal meeting time, I think. Like typically I would either have meetings during during uh, one o'clock or like one-on-ones since like uh, for, for West Coast, it's perfect because that's when people are coming back from lunch. And then for the for East Coast, that's good too because it's like the end of the day for them. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have a one-on-one at like 7 p.m. on East Coast time at that point. So that's totally fair. <laughs> Who misses the day where you actually have one-on-ones like in person and you walk around the whole thing? We could get back into that, but <laughs> what does your 1 p.m. look like, Stan? Um, generally I try to line up like the more complex code reviews that I need to do around then. My day kind of progresses from like really easy tasks and then I kind of like ease into more and more complex things over time. So like any, uh, architectural meetings generally kind of start, start around this time. So code reviews and meetings. The, The question here would be like, is there, you know, like stuff comes out of the oven and, and it's hot, right? Like how hot can a PR stay without getting reviewed? That's probably something that I think about way too much more than anything. What would be your opinion? Because we were talking about like 1 p.m. now, 2 p.m. kind of thing. Imagine something got assigned like late evening yesterday. How hot can that stay before, you know, it needs to be addressed? That PR specifically. I, I usually try to get PRs in before the person starts uh, or code reviews in before that person like is starting to code a lot in their day. So so they have time to work on it. Because if you submit your review at the end of their workday, it's not gonna get addressed until mm-hmm. you know the, the next day. Sometimes I'll do a code review really late into the evening because I know they start before I do. So their day will start before and I just wanna make sure that they're unblocked by the time they start. So it's kind of a similar concept where you have to expect when other people are gonna look at it. But yeah, Andy, what do you think about the whole uh, doing CR immediately or there's a certain time that it still stays hot no matter what. Yeah, probably like the the limit is probably like a couple days, but then I think PR should definitely be reviewed like as soon as reasonably possible. Like if you're working on stuff, then then obviously don't look at the PR yet, but then when it, whenever you have like free time, you should look at it. So that was 1 to 2 p.m. I think, is it fair to say that going into 2 p.m., does the activity start dying down already for the West Coast people? Or like, is that not true? My 2 p.m.s, they're... If I, if I started coding at 1 p.m., they usually bleed into 2 p.m. pretty easily. Like, if I'm coding by 1 a.m., like, I'll just bleed into it. If there's no important meetings at that time, I'll, like, my mind will just keep on doing the whole coding bit. Sometimes I think there's other ceremonies, like, retro sometimes I think they run, happen around-ish. Obviously, not in the middle of the day, it's towards the end of the week. But meetings, I feel like they're quite, you know, coming at 2 p.m. So what's your take on your block of 2 p.m.? Does it start dying down already, or is it still full-blown, like, people trying to get help on this or people trying to pair on this or review on this kind of thing. Oh, it's still meeting. Two to three is still an optimal meeting time. Still right after lunch, end of day for, for East Coast. So yeah, more one-on-ones, more meetings. When When is not an optimum <laughs> meeting time? Like 6 p.m., obviously. That's a fair, that's a fair point. <laughs> when you're not working at that time. Yeah, what about you, then? Yeah, pretty similar hour block uh, as the previous one. Um, 
still code reviews, still meetings, okay. still talking to people. 2 to 3 p.m. What is it? 3 p.m. now. Like, at what point do we take a break? Or is there just not a break in the day? Does, does anybody take breaks at 3 p.m.? or There's no breaks. What do you mean? <laughs> the life just goes on. What does a typical 3 p.m. look for you, then? Same thing. At this point, there might be a chance that some of the meetings are, like, winding down. So I might, if that's the case and nothing else is scheduled for the day, I might start, I might, like, start planning, like, the rest of my night. <laughs> like, oh, okay, based off of the information I just gathered from, like, the last few hours, do I need to reprioritize anything? Um, and if, if my schedule's somewhat clean, maybe I, I might start coding at that point. Or I might start, like, you know writing some stuff up, like talking to other people at that point before like their days end. You have such a reactive schedule. I don't like it's so yeah. <laughs> it's very dynamic and very reactive in terms of like a lot of it depends on what happens. Uh, not the day before, but like the hours before of coming into it, which are you not paranoid about that? How your day could be completely sidetracked or different than what you I guess would have a expectation it to be. I mean I I'm pretty comfortable with it. I, it doesn't bother me at all. I, I'm fine with the uncertainty. <laughs> yeah. But you're 3 p.m. What about, do you get any snacks, Andy, or do you still go straight back-to-back -back meetings or work in between or anything? It basically depends. So, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of similar to Stan where, like, 3 is about when meetings are starting to wind down. So, like, sometimes I'll have meetings from 3 to 4, sometimes I won't. And then if I won't, that's basically when I get to start kind of, like, my heads down individual work. So that could be things like... Um, I don't know, like reviewing code, looking over uh, stuff that people drafted up, um, thinking through problems. Are you able to write RFCs at 3 p.m.? Or is that, or is, it sounds like it's optimal time for you to be writing like an RFC at 3 p.m. Or mm, I'm not usually doing my own stuff at that point. At that point, I'm still like trying to, like I'm still looking at other people's stuff because like I feel like all the stuff that they need to do during their workday, like I want to prioritize that. And then, and then I, like my stuff is somewhat secondary. So selfless. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just have to put you on the spotlight there. I didn't want to say it myself, but. <laughs> <laughs> just baited people into saying that. I think, yeah. So my three to 4 p.m. is, it looks very quite common to wrapping up features. Once in a while, if people need um, help, I think 3 to 4 p.m. is still very prominent in terms of I'm more than happy to be available at 3 to 4 p.m. because I know at some point it will die off like towards the day. So that's probably like the last call for East Coast people. Shout out to the East Coast people that are still awake at that time, like 7, 8, 9 o'clock on the East Coast time and still asking for help because on our end, 3 to 4, I'm more than happy to get into that. So, But then we're, we're getting into the you know late, late, late afternoon-ish, 4 to 5, 5 to 6 kind of thing. 4 o'clock, I'll say it is my snack time. No matter what, no matter what day, 4 p.m., I get a snack. I just need that. You guys seem like you guys are just you train yourself or something. Yeah. <laughs> Some conditioning thing. Like you guys make it sound like they're plants, and you just or like, like don't start salivating at four. Yeah. <laughs> my my body's so accustomed that like by four oh seven, I'm like I'm gonna start like my stomach's just gonna start acting up if uh, if I don't get anything in me. So four o'clock, I know I. I need to get something in me. Whether I'm in deep in the middle of something, I'll just take a quick break because you need that. If you don't explicitly give yourself that, I don't think I'll be happy for the rest of it. So pretty standard for a clock. I'll get a quick snack and then get back to whatever I'm into, uh, which is preparing the rest of the evening. But what about you, though? Is it still, you know, typical 4 p.m. on a weekday? It's unlikely there will be meetings that late. So at that point, I'm probably, like, starting to to code, starting to write like RFCs that I need to 
um, at that point. So kind of starting my individual work at that point, most likely. Isn't that outrageous that we're talking about like individual work or like starting coding at 4 p.m. sometimes? Because people, I keep on saying people, I keep on saying anybody who listens or anybody who listens to engineers talk, like they would assume it's just coding from 9, 10 o'clock all the way to the evening. But like the breakdown of each hour gets so much more intriguing in terms of like not just writing code directly, even code that you get to work on your own code other than other people. So I always find this fascinating, starting to write code that late into the day. I know there's so many other priorities and all that. Like it's definitely the split on it, which is why at least I find it interesting. But what does your 4 p.m. look like, Andy? Still the same as as, as 3. So like doing uh, basically individual work now that um, there's no more meetings. So reviewing things, thinking through stuff. That's awesome. And then one of the things that at least when people are kicking off in their I call it like probably like your power zone or like your, your full mental zone kind of thing. What do you, is there anything you do specifically to help you with that? For me, I'm a big music person. So no matter what, there's always music playing. If I'm not in a meeting, sometimes I might squeeze in music into the meeting as a background noise. But when we're talking about like the whole full-blown coding, I know when I'm in it, like I have, um, I have music playing. And if I, need, if I know I need to focus extra, I'll put headphones on. So normally it's a speaker, and then if I need to focus extra, for some reason I want the music closer to, to my ear, and I'll just put headphones on. So that's how I go like super into deep, you know, deep coding mode. What, 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 what does your ritual look like when you say you're working on individual work and when you're coding on stuff? like? Oh, I uh, don't have time to get into that kind of focus anymore. But then, <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, back, 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 back when I would code more, um, it would definitely be music. Which is you know, a very typical thing. What about you, Stan? Oh, I, I need silence. <laughs> yeah. I, I need silence. I mean, working remote, that's actually one of the benefits because you, you can get that. I can get that silence earlier. I remember pre-quarantine, like, I, I honestly probably couldn't work before 6 p.m. because there were always people kind of talking. So, so I could do, like, light work, but I couldn't do deep thinking work. That's a, that's a great point, actually, because what used to happen quite often is that when we were back all in the office together, so this is a pre-pandemic and the whole we would have these, I guess, encounters throughout the whole day of like just bumping each other and talking about things and even probably distracting you at that point, Stan. Um, Thanks that, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Did that affect a lot of your time blocks in that case? Like how, how did you gauge if you were ready, if somebody decided to have a whiteboard session, like back then, like on the spot right there, how do you gauge if you're like, I have this time block to do it or I don't have this time block to do it? I don't really think like that. If someone asks me for help, like I'll almost always step away to help them. Yeah. <laughs> like because I, I know there's a separate block that there's it's very unlikely someone will ask me for help and usually that's like later in the evening. Yeah, I can usually shift gears pretty easily. That's the thing. Okay, yeah, because I agree with that, is that like I know the information when it's hot, it's so much easier to get that resolved with. But then the only time I would say no to resolving something like immediately is when I'm literally in the middle of something like fixing like a P0 and somebody's like, oh, how does this structure work? And I'm like, give me two seconds. Like I know this time block of like the next at least 30 minutes, I'm going to try to resolve this and then I'll get back to you. And hopefully like, or, or whether redirecting them to some other bit, because I knew it happens often where there's something that comes up and for some reason, like 30 seconds later, it'll be like, oh wait, I need help figuring out how this piece works in this part of the code base and I'm like I'm like I, I'm excited to tell you how that works but it's just that right now I gotta fix that so it kills me that like it happens nowadays but back then when we bump into each other and when we have these like whiteboard sessions like I actually really like those because more often than not you would just be in a room and just whiteboarding something at any time of the day weather block of the day I think that was just one of the cool things so 
we finally get into 5 p.m. Do we clock out now? No, I'm not. Probably I'm, not. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm usually <laughs> still working around there. I feel weird even saying nowadays like a 9 to 5. Like, at least not just in the past couple of months or years, but like, even when I started, it was weird to even like leave at 5. I don't know if it's because like the whole day is so flexible that you're able to do that, but more, if I describe my 5 to 6 p.m., I'm definitely still working at that time. Uh, there's definitely less immediate help in terms of we need this fixed immediately kind of thing because the day has already been covered and is resolved but 5 to 6 p.m i'm more than happy if people end up having crs assigned to me in the afternoon i could definitely read some code at 5 and 6 p.m i feel like it's a you know pre-dinner read time kind of thing so i'm more than happy to do, uh, do that to cover it and then uh when we're talking about at least prepping the stuff for the next day so if i manage to not commit before that time i'll try to commit the stuff make prs and all that kind of bit it's weird that I kind of have two wrap-ups. 5 to 6 p.m., I'll start wrapping up, like, all the work for the day. But then again, also, when you wake up before stand-up, there's a whole wrap-up stuff. So maybe i got to rethink how, which part exactly I want to wrap up the whole thing. But yeah, my 5 p.m. is pretty straightforward. Do you agree with your 5 p.m.? Is it similar? Do you have any other, like, specific rituals that you do 5 p.m. Uh, on a typical work day? Mm, starting to get close to, like, dinner time, so I might start shift gears back into, like, doing easier tasks um, instead of, like, deep-thinking work whether it's unblocking people or like personal stuff. Um, sometimes if I haven't eaten yet, I, I might even eat as early as five. Yeah. That's the, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get into that bit, but at least you, you at least you do take the time to eat at some point. So, and you're 5 PM winding down a second gym session for you and the, or no, yeah, still, uh, still, still working, still doing like individual stuff. I, it's actually crazy. At what point do we end? <laughs> at what point do we end the whole thing? Cause what we're bleeding into 6 PM now. I don't think I'm writing code. I don't think there's anything that will come out from my brain at 6 p.m. that's going to be... It's probably just more error-prone at that time that uh, I'd rather just spec other thing out or review other tickets that I feel like could be more clarified on it or even comments to prepare for the next day. I think 6 p.m. is definitely it. And then I'll bleed into 7, quite happy if I manage to proper seal off that day. So is that your first time where you have your dinner at that time, 6 p.m. or... Oh uh, no, six is six is basically when I start to clock out either sometime from like six to six thirty. And then after that I usually go for like a hour long walk to basically just wind down and clear my mind. Shout out to Bay Area, because you go to walk like it's nice weather enough for a walk at like all the time at that point. So sometimes I feel like Stanford, you at six PM, I feel like sometimes you'd be in the middle of a whole like coding storm. Because I feel like I'd I'd refrain myself from pinging you at six PM specifically for some reason. I don't know if I'm coding, man. <laughs> I'm more likely just to be eating. <laughs> I might be eating dinner. I usually eat somewhere around then. Um, and then after I eat, I, I, I have like a period, especially like during this pandemic phase. Usually I'll take a, some time after dinner to kind of, you know, relax a little bit. I was going to ask you, though, like at what point do you, do you ever consider picking the work back up straight after a meal? So... For me, if we talk about like 6 to six to 7 p.m., like that, I know that's the wrap-up bit and everything. And then I specifically eat around 7 o'clock. It's kind of the same thing for me. Snack at 4 p.m., dinner at 7. It may, it just makes sense, you know, that, like, that kind of time block. So when I'm eating dinner, no code, no work, nothing. Like my brain is just, I need my own space at that time. But then like sometimes I'll have to finish something before the end of the day that I have not completed. Sometimes I have to pick it up. Like, do you have any tricks, at least to trick your brain to be like, be able to context switch back into what you got to do after, you know, 
a meal like that. I know it's kind of similar to like after lunch, how do you contact switch back into it? But it's even harder for like a dinner, for example. So if you're given the case where you have dinner, but you know you have something to complete after, how do you get yourself back into it? Oh, I'm a very fear-based man. Job security. <laughs> Got to worry about that. Yeah, I, I, I <laughs> I'm, said... I'm back I on the keyboard. Yeah. No, I, I mean, that's an exaggeration. Like, uh, <laughs> like, if I feel like I need extra time, like, I'll, I'll, I'll just do it. I'll do it later in the night. I, I know if there's, like, a deadline, I'll, I'll get it done eventually. You know, mm. the power of procrastination has never failed me. That's the thing, though, is that, like, I, I, even talking to, to you guys in the past couple of bit, is that, like, these time blocks, like, it's interesting that we're able to move them around to their, I guess, optimal or, like, to the most benefit that we could fit within a day. Like, we always try to make sure that every one of these time blocks, whether we end up moving it later today or, like, earlier, like, trying to optimize the whole thing at the end of the day. But do you ever find yourself at time having to pick back up from your dinner and going back into that? And what does your brain look like at that time? I cannot do that. Like, um, I just, I just can't flip back into it. Like I need very clear boundaries for myself, uh, to basically maintain like a healthy work, work life balance. Like, um, I have like very clear indicators of when work starts and ends. So basically work starts like right after I come back from the gym and it ends right before I go on my walk. And you putting that one hour walk, like I'm a, I might actually pick that up, but yeah, if we talk about if you're not working, what's interesting is that like you'll have your walk and then what does the rest of your, what, eight? to 9 p.m. look like at that time? 8 p.m. for you on a typical workday, Andy. That's usually about when I eat uh, dinner. And then after that, it's basically personal time. So like I do whatever I want, whether it's, I don't know, like watch Netflix, uh, work on some personal stuff, uh, wrap up some errands. Yeah, yeah. relax. Well, you hope that the stores are open because in the Bay Area, everything closes early, which absolutely sucks in that case. <laughs> what does your 8 p.m. look like? Um... At that point, I, I might be coding for work. I, I could also be, if, if there's nothing too urgent, I, I might just be relaxing or I might be coding something for my, uh, on the side um, or reading. There's, there's a, lot of, a lot of variation at that point. Um, I think like before, before the pandemic, I, I probably was in the office at that point. So I just like transitioned from dinner to coding and that would be like my personal coding block where I really wanted to get something done. Uh, but now, yeah, a lot more variation these days. Yeah. I did want to mention at some point, actually, I used to play uh, soccer every Monday night. So that was, no matter what, even if you wanted to work more, you get, basically it was a work group where <laughs> specifically, I think our matches started at six or seven, depending on a thing. So like you have to get there. So no matter what, you had to be smart enough to cover everything. And then you just had to leave and go for this organized activity. So I think that was super useful when you're saying that like, checking out your brain and after a football match or a soccer match there's no way i'm going back to coding because i'll be sweaty and my brain is completely dead and my whole body's dead at that point so i do miss it i don't play on the weekdays anymore i only play on, on the weekends which is annoying but that between that six to seven eight maybe nine sometimes like having a i guess regular sporty thing i think it's so good to have that balance into it and i i definitely will think about putting that together Sometimes, I don't know if it happens to you guys, but there's work that I want to do during the day, but that's completely not planned. And it's like, it completely has nothing to do with the actual like roadmap of like getting the product ready or whatever. But I want to write stuff. So for example, like improving some docs that I, that I saw weeks ago, sometimes at 8 p.m., if I feel like writing a bit of prose or like, you know, just not code, I'll do it at that time. Do you guys find yourself in situations where you would have tasks that is, you know, not directly related to work, not directly critical sort of roadmap it, and like you just tackle them late into the evening or 
I mean, I don't make a distinction between writing docs and writing code. I think it's pretty similar. It's like you need to think deeply when writing an RFC. You might need to think deeply while writing code. You might need to think deeply while writing documentation. So yeah, what if it's a documentation that's like just completely? It's like a very old backlog that you, like nobody will care if you do it, but there's just you just want to do it. If 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 we don't need to do it, then why do it? <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. a fair point. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of just a prioritization of the task and you know the complexity of the task. You know, if it's highly complex and it's not on the backlog or it's not highly prioritized, you probably shouldn't be spending your time doing that. So you're calling me an idiot for doing those after all these years, right? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, depending, depending on the task and the prioritization. Yeah. No, that's fair. I get it. It's, it's, just a, it's just something that's so funny that like I would come across something that I know is not either in, it's whether incorrect or just misleading. But the thing is like it has no value of doing it during actual daytime. Then I'll just have this time block and be like, I'll just fix stupid things. I mean, I kind of get what you're where you're coming from. Sometimes like when I'm when I'm reading code or I'm trying to add a feature and then I just get sidetracked with like a huge refactor because I'm like, I can't look at this code anymore. It's, <laughs> it's too bad. Even though you probably don't need to do it, it, it's just like unsettling for me to sit there and look at that code. So for me, I need to prioritize it just for <laughs> mental sanity. Potentially that's in a similar realm to you writing docs. Yeah. And that's the thing that like, I know specifically it's later into the evening where like, I'm more than happy to just have a little bit. But this is obviously during the more like the pandemic phase where uh, mostly confined and all that, but very often, even back then, going out on the evening, at least back in London, very, very often, you'd be out on the evening after work straight to the pub and then it bleeds on to, to the rest of the evening. So even as a daily software engineering uh, schedule, traveling across the city, going to different pubs and all that, did you have kind of like a similar occurrences when the world was more open pre-pandemic that you would go out on a weekday and then you would just be part of your weekly schedule? Yeah, I would. I would sometimes go out uh, Thursday nights. But... Thirsty Thursday. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you have Thursday. <laughs> so how does that work? Do you just make sure you wrap up, and then you just like make sure about you know? I know it will have to impact a bit how I just wrap up or the next morning. Do you have any of that concern like back then when stuff was opens then or? My schedule is a lot more strict back pre pre quarantine. I probably again did most of my personal work. Six, 6 to 10, uh, but now it's a lot more freeform. I feel more comfortable working at later hours and taking a break like at this time. Like potentially like, you know, potentially I'll take a break from 6 to 10, do what I want, and then I'm like, oh, procrastination's hitting it. <laughs> like I, I, I got to actually go do finish this task up. People that want to code will code. As I'm like, later today, if you want to do that, you could totally do that. But people obviously like, if you have your own side hobbies, you have the people that do it after work. I personally can't think of being able to build my own website. So even this podcast after work, which is always tough for my brain to think about, it has to be in the morning in that case. But what, from your software engineering perspective, is your way of closing off the day? As in like, is there some specific hour you got to shower? Or are you a night shower? Or is there other thing that you specifically Maybe you do? don't to shower. Yeah. No, don't exclude <laughs> those people. <laughs> so going on from like 9 to 10 p.m. then like, how do you start closing off your day? These days, again, there's there's a high amount of variance depending on whether I feel like working at that point or not. Um, but usually, I will block off like probably three hours somewhere to 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 code in like that deep thought state um, at some point in time. 
and you know I start my day pretty late, so I, I still got a few hours to go. <laughs> but that's actually, like, impressive, because, like, when you're saying blocking off this, like, pure coding state of mind, like, and I just mentioned 9 p.m. as an example kind of thing, my brain doesn't work at 9 p.m. What what tricks would you have for me to be able, if if ever I'm in a case or, like, a state that needs to do that, be able to do that at 9 p.m.? I don't know if I have any tricks. I, I just know it's probably one of the only options I have, <laughs> like, because there's so many conversations happening during the day, and I, I just can't work while talking to people, at least not in that deep work state. For you, though, on a typical weekday, 9 to 10 p.m., are you in bed by now, Andy, or...? No, I mean, I mean I'm still doing personal stuff, so, like, I'm, I'm, I'm already, like, done with work at that point, so... I think that's pretty common. For me, I'm definitely not in bed by 9. I try to. Not, honestly, if I could get to bed at 10 p.m. on a weekday, that'd be absolutely, like, the optimal thing. Okay, there's a couple of rituals that I need to do before the end of the day. One of them is uh, Wordle more recently. I have to get it done <laughs> before the end of the day. I don't know if you guys are doing it at the moment, but it's, like, this Word game that... But then there's other few things that I do want to catch up is on Hacker News, though. I don't know when you guys read it. I know it's very common that people do review that kind of stuff, but... I just want to make sure that before the end of the day, I do at least have a screenshot or like a screen cap of what is on the front page. Do you guys have something like a dedicated time slot for that? Because I know I do it quite late. I do it during meetings. That <laughs> I don't feel particularly engaged. In. <laughs> what about you? Do you have a specific time where you have to go through the front page of Hacker News? Or it's I mean, that's, that's usually in the morning, like around like nine when I get back from the gym. Okay. So yeah. I got, yeah, I do that way earlier. That makes sense. The other thing I need to follow is all the Fantasy League stuff on the Premier League. It's, it's ruining my life at the moment, so I should really stop doing that. Um, but yeah, for me, 9 to 10 p.m., I think by that point. And I think on a typical weekday, if I'm in bed by 10, 11, like, that's my shut-eye. That's my, that's my go-bye-bye. I'm not doing any productive work. I'm not doing uh, the consuming. I could consume stuff for maybe at most an hour. When I mean consuming, it's like whether reading articles or going through these subreddits of some Tottenham Hotspur topic or whatever it is like i could probably consume that for maybe an hour before uh 10 to 11 funny enough throughout, throughout my whole day i don't like doing dishes it's a very specific thing but i actually just pile all the dishes and between 10 and 11 right before i go to bed i just go through all my actual day chores so doing that if i have laundry that needs to be folded like funny enough 10 to 11 is a very productive time for me to do like just human <laughs> aspects um do you find yourself in similar position at that time or 10 to 11 is still like my personal time. So, so, so sometimes I do a bit of that, but that's like when I start uh, getting in bed. Like I usually get in bed around like 10.30. Okay, yeah. Because I was going to say, because you wake up like early or like similar-ish to like yeah. my time. So I, I know you probably have to squeeze it in there. But for you, Stan, on the other hand, though, you're still cranking 10, 11, 11, 12. Like what's the landscape there? I mean, maybe I'm cranking. It really depends. If I took a long break after after dinner, then I'll, I'll be cranking. But potentially at this point, uh, 10 to 11, like I, I might just be you know, doing my own stuff, watching TV, playing video games, reading, uh, toting on the side, just a lot of random things. I think you're entitled to that block. I think you're very entitled to have your own block from 10 to 11, 11, 12 p.m. And I think like it sounds boring nowadays, at least, that... 12 p.m. fairly say a lot of people are knocked out at that point. Um, there was a period, I remember at least, where I would go to bed like right after dinner. So I would have dinner, I would go to bed, and I'd wake up at around 12. So if you think about it, is that, okay, people say eight hours like straight in a, you know, having sleep. But then if you sleep, what, four hours after dinner and then do some stuff and then 
if you wake up at 7, then you go to bed at 3, then that block from, like, 11 to 3, it's quite fun. So if we talk about that time of my life <laughs> where I used to go to bed right after dinner and then wake up at around maybe, like, 11, 12, and then do my own thing till 3 a.m., that period was really fun just because, like, when we're talking about whether it's editing a podcast or whether it's, like, trying to do that, it's the same equivalent of if I woke up really early to do that kind of thing, so. Oh, yeah. I actually had that schedule, too, for a period of time. I don't I don't think I slept till, like, 11, but I, I would only eat one meal a day. That was, like, the poverty diet, and then I would, <laughs> but I would binge eat that one meal, yeah. and then I'd just be so, I would just knock out <laughs> after that <laughs> meal, wouldn't brush my teeth or anything, just, like, completely knock out. And then I wake up like three hours later. I'm like, what's happening? And I'm like, oh, I what got year work. is this? Yeah. And then I'd be like, oh, crap, I got work to do. And then I'd, I'd like do some work and then I'd probably be up until like four or five a.m. Okay. That was a bad schedule. I wouldn't recommend it. Is it a bad schedule though? Because technically you get the same amount of sleep in you. So you get your eight hours between. No, like I the... definitely slept more. Like, the, okay, well, it'd be even, like even better. The concern is that you didn't sleep enough. So even then, like. First of all, it's very coincidental like you ended up on Skype because we didn't agree with this. I didn't agree that like I was going to do it because you were going to do it or like you didn't agree you were going to do it because I was going to do it. I didn't want it to happen. I just like <laughs> couldn't stay awake after binge eating my one meal. For, so for you at that point though, you went back to work or like you did back whatever you were typically doing on an evening just later into the evening of like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. It depends on how motivated I was like after waking up. <laughs> after waking up from a really good meal that you binged <laughs> yeah, I mean, the whole thing I, I never really wake up in a positive mood I just feel disgusted <laughs> at best I feel neutral about the situation I mean that's the only thing you need in life just be neutral about it um, but yeah so for you probably have you ever had occurrences where you were consistent I couldn't sleep for like a couple of weeks straight where you were awake on a weekday from 12 to 1 1 to 2 2 to 3 that midnight hours no definitely not i'm like i'm sleeping i'm out no that's fair i think the annoying bit is that like the only other occurrence of that specific time spot is uh we i used to work for an events company right and then sometimes you get invited to events in the middle of the week so it's like a business event or whatever it is and those usually go long so my thing specifically is if, is if i get home at that time on a weekday i can't go to bed immediately i need to have a buffer period of like an hour or two hour before I could go back to bed after. So I think like that 12 midnight all the way to 4 a.m., I think it's been consensus that people sleep, but I feel like everybody has their own story during that time, whether you work in software engineering, whether you love coding. The thing is like, you guys must know some people that like specifically love coding between midnight and 6 a.m. Or is it just a, is it just a myth that people keep on thinking that, you know, if you're a night owl, as a software engineer, you just code at that time. Do you know any actual person that codes between midnight and 6 a.m.? I don't I think, think so. Luke and I. <laughs> Probably it. Why? <laughs> More like, not why, but how, how does that happen? How do you end up yourself in a position to be coding during these, like... Maybe we're just, like, okay having, like, somewhat unstructured days. It's not like we're consistently doing it, but I think both of us feel more productive at night. So, you know, uh, to accomplish the tasks that we're given, we generally tend to do them later in the evening. And sometimes that bleeds into like past midnight. I feel like there's at least like a good half of people that relate to that, right? That relates to the bit where they're able to. Maybe we just have no discipline. <laughs> <laughs> like we're, 
we're not like Andy where it's like <laughs> this hour begin, this hour ends. Like my days are like you've probably heard are somewhat unstructured. <laughs> I think there's a spectrum, I guess. Everybody has their own thing. And like that's a that's a great thing about being a software engineer is that not everybody fits the single mold of like just doing one thing at specific hours at the end. So people got the rhythm and all that. And then as you just wrap up, 5 to 6 a.m., I think by that point, can you please help me or you're still not awake, Stan? I feel like at some point you got to go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm probably, I'm most likely asleep at that point. You know, if any, on the average days these days, I probably sleep around two or three. Um, yeah, I think that actually rounds up to 24 hours. I can't believe we actually went through it. We learned a lot of stuff, I guess, but, you know, there's not a single mold, as I as I just said, that fits every single engineer. And um, do you expect that to change? That's probably the last bit is that like, we kind of, you have a kind of vivid picture of what your 24 hours look like today. But given the next, you know, year, two years, three years, what do you think about your next 24 hours? Is it going to be very similar or is it going to be very different? Oh, it's going to be the exact same thing for the next 40 years. <laughs> just, this guy's going to die. That's just how <laughs> right up, right up. That's just how life is. Like, yeah, what hour, by the way, you're going to die? Yeah. You're going to die. 11, 11 p.m. Knock out. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. 9 a.m. never comes. <laughs> yeah, to be fair. Yeah, and now that I think about it, the discipline tattoo you have, like, across your chest makes sense nowadays. So that's totally fine. But <laughs> what about you, Stan? And looking forward, you know, when we break down these 24 hours, what do you expect to look like in a year or two years? Or I think it highly depends on where I'm working. If it's a fully remote position, I think I will be, my day will probably look just as unstructured. Um, if we do go back into an in-office type culture, I think back then my, my days were definitely more structured. Like I would probably end at, at latest like 10 or 11 PM for sure every single day. Um, so, you know, like water, you know, whatever happens. <laughs> Be like water. And, you know, at some point, if we're not engineers anymore, we might just have a completely different schedule. So there's an impact. Being a software engineer definitely impacts my 24, obviously. Uh, but then again, when we talk about all the other elements that you like doing, uh, if you like waking up at 7 a.m. to work on your side projects, whether it has anything to do with building code or even just if you're trying to start a postcard business or whatever, fitting those in. I think for me, at least, like, I like knowing that if I do have a full-time job, I like the 9 a.m., so I might just try to live by that for the as long as I can. And then just waking up to 7 a.m. trying to do a thing, I think those are kind of those blocks that will stick with me for the longest time possible. The 4 p.m. snack, it's sticking with me. <laughs> and the 7 p.m. dinner, I think that's sticking with me as well. So I think those are the ones that just, you know, pops up in my head in that case. But... Yeah, I just want to say, it was just really interesting seeing what you guys do within the next 24 hours. It might be completely different by tomorrow, just because you heard yourself and you're like, I don't like it. I want to change it. But um, that was that was really, really fun to think about. And uh, yeah, I think that basically just wraps up this whole episode, this whole 24-hour period that we just crammed into all of this. Do you guys have any social media that you want to like put out there? I feel like I never asked you, ask you guys this, but is there anything you want to share? No, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely don't want to share. <laughs> I, I don't even have like an Instagram or a Twitter or anything. Okay, fine. If you want to reach Stan, just knock at his door at 2 a.m. He'll be available. He'll he'll answer all your questions at that time. You can like, be my proxy if they have any questions. Yeah, they can ask sure. you first. Anyways, thanks again, guys, for the lovely insight on your 24 hours. And I'll catch you guys on the next one.